The Bible Study Podcast, episode 602. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the Gospel of Mark with chapter 11. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. I realized that I did not introduce myself last week, but you probably knew who I was. We continue on with the Gospel of Mark with chapter 11. Jesus comes to Jerusalem as king. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you doing this? Say, The Lord needs it, and will send it back here shortly. They went and found a colt outside in the street, tied at a doorway, and they untied it. Some people standing there asked, What are you doing untying that colt? They answered as Jesus had told them to, and the people let them go. When they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it, he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches they had cut in the fields. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple courts. He looked around at everything, but since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. And so this is Mark's account of Palm Sunday. And It has always bothered me, as it probably has many of you, that Palm Sunday and Good Friday come just so few days apart that this is the time when people are shouting, welcome to Jesus as king, expecting him to set up his kingdom, expecting him probably then to kick out the Romans. And yet five days from now, they'll be calling out to release Barabbas instead of Jesus. Now, it may not be the same crowds, but still there will be a lot of changes here in this week, this Holy Week. But this very first thing is more what the disciples, James and John, probably expected when they said, hey, Lord, when you come into your kingdom, can we sit at your right hand and your left hand? This is kind of working out the way they'd expected to see it at this point. Okay, everything looks good. Jesus being welcomed as king. Jesus curses a fig tree and clears the temple courts. The next day, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing at a distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves, because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, May no one else ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. On reaching Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple courts and began driving out those who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves, and would not allow anyone to carry merchandise through the temple courts. And as he taught them, he said, Is it not written, My house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of robbers? The chief priests and the teachers of the law heard this and began looking for a way to kill him, for they feared him because the whole crowd was amazed at his teaching. When evening came, Jesus and his disciples went out of the city. In the morning as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. 
Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. And so we get this bracketing story here of this fig tree, where Jesus is hungry, the fig tree doesn't give figs, and so he curses it, and then the next day they notice that it is withered. And it is an opportunity for Jesus to teach the disciples about prayer. And the two things he says is, pray believing, and also, when you're praying, think about whether you hold something against anyone and forgive them. Those are the two things that Jesus is teaching in this particular one, and that first one especially related to the fig tree. So the second one he's throwing in, obviously because it must be important, because it's not specifically related to fig trees. But as long as we're talking about prayer, let's make sure we talk about forgiveness, because that's what God is about. But in between here, we get Jesus in a very powerful way, driving out people from the temple courts. And these are people who are selling doves. So when you come to Jerusalem, you need to bring a sacrifice. And we saw that when we talked about Jesus' parents in one of the other Gospels when we studied it, that they brought two doves when they dedicated Jesus, and that was the sign that they weren't wealthy. They did not bring a lamb. And so the problem is not that People are making it convenient for you to purchase a sacrifice that you are required to give, but that they are gouging you in the process, and they're changing your money because you're not coming with the right money to buy this. And so they basically turned what was a religious event into a commercial endeavor. And so Jesus, we learn in one of the other Gospels, puts together a cord uh, into a whip and drives people out. Uh, and says, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. So he has some problems with their religion practices in the sense that they have been emphasizing the practice but forgetting the reason, forgetting what the sacrifices were all about and seeing it as a great opportunity to make money. And again, we see here the chief priests and the teachers of the law are not so pleased with this. And so they're looking for ways to kill Jesus, but they're afraid of him because this big, big crowd welcomed him into Jerusalem as the Messiah. And so that is not something they're going to go against without some preparation. The authority of Jesus questioned. They arrived again in Jerusalem, and while Jesus was walking in the temple courts, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders came to him. By what authority are you doing these things, they asked, and who gave you authority to do this? Jesus replied, I will ask you one question. Answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I am doing these things. John's baptism. Was it from heaven or of human origin? Tell me. They discussed it among themselves and said, If we say from heaven, he will ask, Then why didn't you believe him? But if we say of human origin, they feared the people, for everyone held that John really was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We don't know. 
Jesus said, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. And when we say these things, I think the driving people out of the temple is probably one of the big these things they have in mind, because what does give him the right to do this is really what is on their mind is, who does this guy think he is? Well, we know the answer to that. Uh, They might not have known the answer, and they might not have believed it had they known the answer. But Jesus is the Son of God. He was driving people out of his father's house, and that does give him the authority, not that he told them that. Instead, he sets this trap for them and says, if you can answer this question, I'll answer yours, knowing that they would not choose to answer his question because they were stuck either way. They were either going to offend the people or Jesus was going to be able to say, if John was from God, then why didn't you listen? They're often trying to trap Jesus, but occasionally he springs it back on them. And I think with that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Looking for ways to stay positive? Brighten your day with the free Story Behind podcast. Hear weekly short stories that showcase true joy, love, and hope. Listen now at lifeaudio.com or by searching for Story Behind wherever you get your podcasts.